You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. So today we've got Dr. Don Barry. He's back. He's been on once before, but he's back again today. Uh, he's been practicing since 1989 and started lifting at the young age of 50. His best lifts include a 440 squat at age 54 and a 260-pound bench and 440 uh, deadlift two years ago at the age of 59. Those are some good numbers. Thanks for coming back, Don. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great stuff. So, so Marty, you know, those numbers, just just real yeah, quick, what, what, what percentage yeah, of the human population is he in with those numbers at those ages? Top 1%? Got to be, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't think like that. You left out <laughs> the best part is that he's a... Um, how many years you've been doing Wing Chun? Since I was, geez, I started training martial arts at 19. And I started Wing Chun, you know, after I studied with Bob Smith, like you did. No and way. it was too soft. You know, I always said yep. this Tai Chi and Xingyi stuff is too soft. There's got to be something in between that. It's a mixture of, of hard and soft. And I Wing Chun was it for me, mm. you know, and I started studying that when I went to chiropractic school at 25. So I've been studying that since I was 25 years old. Yeah, well, uh, that is a, a tough, tough art uh, that's administered by tough dudes who make, uh, who make their students do some crazy stuff. I'd like to give an example. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a photo, but they have some, <laughs> they have oh some my God. very, very, very outstanding Wing Chun <laughs> uniforms that they used to wear. Yeah, remember man. How, remember how Sting used to wear like parachute pants? Yeah. yeah. It was like that, except it was all multicolored, like different, yeah. different, different colors. So yeah. one of his, uh, one of his masters said, Hey, you know, we got to see if you've got any true grit. So he'd make him wear the clown outfit and then he'd take him to the worst part of the ghetto and make him go in and buy a Clark bar. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to see if, uh, when he got accosted, how young Don would handle it. And if he'd freak out and run out and have Petey's pants and said, drive away, you know, or if he, <laughs> Or if he'd stand there, and as uh, Don tells it, he said, but the backup was it that the guy was in the car with a loaded pistol if it went south. <laughs> this, this was in Ferguson, by the way. Wonderful Ferguson, Missouri. And, you know, this is the 80s and the look. This was all, you know, my brothers from the inner city, you know. I mean, that was the look, the Nike look, the tight look. I mean, you know, so I imitated them a little bit. Don, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don, yeah. can you describe just briefly what Wing Chun is? I mean, what is it? Wing Chun uh, is a is a close in fight trapping art. It was mm -hmm. what Bruce Lee studied in Hong Kong. That's what the wooden mm -hmm. uh, dummy, wooden right? dummy, right? And then Bruce later went on to develop his own Jeet Kune Do, which is based on Wing Chun principles, but it's it's different. But it's still, to me, I see Wing Chun and everything you know there's only like bruce even said there's only so many ways to punch and kick and move you got two arms and two legs it's right. limited you know there's no there's nothing new it, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 i like i like also what he said and this is really again if you look at the really high levels they're all 
purposefully primitive. And he said, I don't fear the man who's done 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man who's done one kick 10,000 times. That's yep. right. That's his best quote. And, right. and I mean, are you, are you flying through the air doing spin kicks and all that no, stuff? No, man. Our stuff is, you know, our <laughs> kicks are to the knees, buddy. To the knees and the ankles, okay. a lot of stomping. Well, I could, man, I could stuff. do some of that. Yeah, you know, you're not kicking high. Nobody's got, you know, it, it's it's getting inside. You know, it's, it, you it's have to forward. know your range. It's, it's all it's all aggressive. It's all forward. It's all yeah. swarm, right? Yeah, but athletic wise, it's great for you. The hand eye coordination and the twisting yes. hips, and the, you know, it's all. Yeah. Well, if you remember, should, that's I'm, what. Uh, go ahead, Donnie. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Jimmy, go ahead. Inasanto started with the Cowboys. They started with the trapping stuff, right? Um, and Same then stuff. moved on to the Muay Thai, but they always kept that in there. So they would start their workouts with the Wing Chun, you know, the hand placement stuff and uh, working on twisting the hips. And then they would go to the Muay Thai, but they always kept that in no matter how, you know, many teachers came in and all that. That was uh, one of the foundations. Right, right. Great so, so when he came to me at age 50, uh, he was pretty good athletically and also and we left this out too is don was on the front end of the kettlebell thing too yeah so he had been doing kettlebells and he'd been doing wing chun and you know he was um not to be unkind he was okay physically right but it, right but he wasn't um he looked particularly athletic and, uh, you know, wasn't particularly imposing, but uh, he was very determined for whatever reason. Why did you want to, what, what attracted you to uh, resistance training at, again, such a late age? Did you have any exposure to it earlier at all? <laughs> yeah, I had exposure to your buddies beating us up all the time there from uh, Chile's gym. I mean, they were yeah. their older brothers to my friends, right? <laughs> These monsters were always pounding on us. That was my exposure to, uh, <laughs> to it. <laughs> wait, wait. So Don, you grew up in Wheaton also? You grew up no, I grew up in PG County. I grew up out there by Chalet, you know? So, I mean, all oh, the okay. kids. Okay, Landover, yeah. Yeah, Landover, I that area. You're a PG you know? County boy. All right. Yep. Yeah, further, but my further, dad further, lived Jim, further, further around, like Marlowe Heights. Super yeah. yeah. Now, I've been there, but yes. Okay, there. yeah, you're right. Andrews Mark. Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrews Air Force yeah. Base. Right. Yeah. yeah. But dad, my dad lived in Wheaton at the time. So, it's kind of a funny thing. When I met Marty, he's talking about people. So, well, I know him, you know, I neither knew him from like yeah. the corner pub in Wheaton or I would yep. know his friends from uh, from PG County. You know, so there were right. just a lot yep. of like, yeah, I know them. So it's, right. it's kind of funny. And uh, we got together a friend of ours, Will Smith. Yep. One of the most excruciating seminars I've ever been through. I, I swear to God, the guy talked for eight hours on the pull up. <laughs> yep. yep. Am I lying? Am I lying, <laughs> no, Don? Sir. No, sir. It's a pull-up pull up seminar. Yep. I was ready to commit suicide by hour <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don, uh, Don, when did kettlebells come in? I mean, how'd you get interested in that? Well, because of my martial arts stuff, I, uh, and, and again, you know, any of the traditional Chinese martial art teachers are going to tell you to stay away from weights, which is a big reason yeah. I didn't lift. 
You know, it's like they're bad for you. Don't do them. That'll make you slow. That's the comment of every Asian that I ever trained with. It was always that. Yeah. And my teacher, who is part Asian, grew up in Chinatown, L.A., he uh, he wasn't so much about that. He says, you know, weight training is good, but you got to design it for your sport kind of thing. So he had some yeah. things he, he liked us doing. But I I was having hip pain. I was having left hip pain from kicking all the time and the stomping yeah. and working on the dummy. And I was like, dag on. You know, I went to chiropractors and physical therapists. Nothing was really helping. And I just read about kettlebells and it was a way of mobility and strength. And there was a what, martial what artist. You, what, what kind of year would you think? What era? I was 45. Okay. I was 45. And so I met Mike Krivka. I knew of Mike because of his Jeet Kundo and our circle of people that have trained with him or met him at seminars and whatnot. And he was teaching kettlebells. So I, uh, I reached out to Mike and I talked to him about my concerns and he said, Oh, that's crap. You know, you're going to be strong and powerful and more mobile and it might help with your pain. And it did. I mean, the goblet squat fixed my hip. Right. I mean, that, that simple opening of the hip. And in the Chinese, mar- it always cracks me up because in the Chinese martial arts, there, there's too much emphasis on magic. And there's uh-huh. always this thing of like, open up the gua, which is their word for hip, right? Open up the hip, open up the hip. But they don't tell you how, you know? I, you know, I didn't know how to open up my hip all these years of studying martial arts until I picked up a kettlebell. You did a goblet and you were like, oh, that's what they're saying. But you had to go yeah. through it. You know how the masters yeah. make you go through these trials and tribulations? Yeah. You had to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then the thing with the Chinese, too, you look at their culture. Well, they sit on the floor. They sit on little, you know, they, they squat all day long. And they're right. trying to translate ah, that to Westerners. Point. That doesn't work, you know. Very good point. Yes, yes. You know. Marty, Marty, this was about 15 years ago. So oh. how... How long after uh, after that was, um, or how how far before that were you and Pavel starting to talk about you know bringing kettlebells over to the U.S. and all that stuff? Oh, I didn't really. I really only had one discussion with Pavel about kettlebells, as I mentioned before, and that was to convince him to that Americans would 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 go for them. But I was not. I tell you the truth, I tried kettlebells initially, but uh, the level that I was lifting at the time, I couldn't recover. Yeah, mm. I, I couldn't do kettlebells and bounce back in between my, you know, my power training, and that was important at the time because I was competing and I couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah, uh, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard balance. So you do it now, but I I don't want to skip ahead. So get back to now. How? um, What? what, Why did you? Why did you keep bugging me? I mean, you kept showing up and showing up and showing up. Well, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. It's like couldn't make it go away. Couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I know you couldn't. You tried, but you didn't. (laughs) Anyway, uh, where was? Sorry, where was this? Set the set the place for us. So Marty kept coming back. You kept coming back to Marty, but where was that? At his house, at his house. Okay, so you got together 
for for lifting will, or will yeah. will will invited me down oh that's right don, will invited you to down don berry's will invited me down to don berry's house okay for the yeah. eight hour pull-up seminar at the same yeah. time i also the same day i also met uh, dr chris hardy for the first yeah, time that's right <clears throat> chris was stationed at johns hopkins as the as the head naval attache and he came over so we we met and we had a lot of time to talk because you know it's an eight hour pull-up seminar <laughs> did i mention that it was eight hours a couple of times yes it scarred me yeah 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 so, so uh and then so then at that point you started traveling up to, to yeah, 20, that's right. 20 that's 26 right. months every, every tuesday i think every tuesday morning every tuesday morning man nine o'clock 8 30 you know you know i think it was uh it just everything everything changed when i picked up the kettlebell my understanding of the human body and how to use it because just to be honest as a chiropractor yeah i studied the human body but i never did things with it that put such demands so now i'm really starting to understand it because i'm using my body i'm feeling it i'm not just reading about it yeah you know and i was taught stupid stuff like you know squats are bad for you deadlifts are bad for you never you know all that stupid stupid stuff and so it was a real rewire you know and and like uh some of it was hard because this is a big paradigm shift from what i was taught in school to be honest and you know like there's a saying and i love it it's like you know the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off mm -hmm. i was just like angry because you know this well that doesn't make sense this professor so-and-so said never do this but here i am doing it and it feels good you know yeah so it's a natural it's, body it's a, movement i mean we, we yeah. need those movements to perform in life and to function thank in you. life thank uh, you uh, yeah oh also tell them about your your strange leg injury well i had a fracture as an infant of my uh, right leg so my right leg is is like Half a leg. <laughs> Half a leg. What, didn't you, you mean uh, thickness? Didn't you, break, didn't you yeah. pop a was an Achilles tendon? And then I and then later I, I I tore Achilles on that side, just switching leads in in martial arts. We were doing Jeet Kune Do at that time, Ugh. and I switched the lead, and it just popped on me, and so that even damaged it worse. So now I don't even have a calf at all on that side. I just work. He has like he has like he has like one calf that's like thirteen and an eighth, and the other one's like nineteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I'm surprised he didn't walk around in circles. You know, it's just like what? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh -huh. So he takes up lifting. You know, yeah. at age 50, and um, how many years later is it now? Well, it's 11 and a half, man. 11 yeah. and a half years. So yeah. at age 60, he got a double body weight squat with. 400 weighing 198 yep that was a that was an ugly lift brother it was man <laughs> i had to do it twice but you got it god i missed it on my second attempt and hit it on my third <laughs> yeah this is hard man it really knocks the sales uh, out of you when you miss a lift well, you especially, know especially especially when you're doing it raw yeah you're yeah. doing it you're doing it below parallel you're doing double body weight and you're yeah. 60 yes it's hard <laughs> 
<laughs> and and Don, that was in competition, or was that? Yeah, that yeah. was my. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah, my competition. Com- it was I was sixty, not fifty nine. That's right. These guys all compete, all the guys that, that lift in the shed, and I don't push them to do it. They, they do it on their own. But, uh, well, you want to test one, yourself. One yeah. Of the federation, yeah, one of the federations shows up in Frederick on a regular basis, and they're, they're, uh, they're a raw federation that has decent judging, so it's a good, it's a good outing. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I don't know, 80% of the guys that train there compete just kind yeah. of on their own. And like you say, you use it as a, but well, you tell them about it. Now, why do you, what do you think about competing and especially also picking it up at such a late age? Well, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't such a competitive guy at first, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun to break state records and be a state champ. You know, it, yeah. it, it lights my what, what heart, you, man. What do, what do you rank nationally in the USA? Well, you I know. don't know what I rank now, but I know after that last competition for a moment in time, I was number four. There you uh, go. You know, and that's something to say. Number four in America? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. with well, walking circles, right? Yeah, that's right, with one one good leg. You know? It's so, funny, you know, when you train for competition, your training takes on a whole new dimension, man. I mean, it's, uh, you send that entry form in and say, man, man, in eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever, you know, yeah. we'll be on stage. And I always admire. How about this? Jimmy, how about this one? Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. Well, that actually gives you less time, <laughs> less time to think about it. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. Um, but it just takes on a whole new dimension. And it's yeah. just, uh, yeah. I just, you know, anybody that, gets out there and does something like that, whether it's powerlifting, box, any anytime right. you're on a stage and, and you're being judged, that takes a lot of balls. That's right. That takes That's a lot right. of balls, man. You know, not very few people do that. You know, right. it takes a lot of freaking guts. Anybody can do stuff in the gym. Gym shit right. does not count. It never will. Amen. You do it in a, in a, in a meet with people looking at yeah. you and three judges. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's such a part for sure. Jim, yeah. uh, Jim, I, I just looked at your uh, latest article that I'm editing. We're going to put it up next month. You mentioned a lot of that, uh, you know, competing. You're talking about bodybuilding uh, and your, your uh, experience with competing and coming up in your teenage show and all that. But competing, and, and Marty's written an article on this. His, I think the title was Compete at Everything because it takes your yeah. – performance and you're driving everything up to the next level right and even if it's by yourself and it's a rep record you mm-hmm. know i'm competing with myself to get that rep record yes yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah yeah personal records are everything everything yes. mm-hmm. that's that's our whole life that's our whole foundation and and also yeah. the idea of periodize everything and we don't just periodize our lifting we periodize our cardio we periodize our nutrition right we periodize right. everything because eventually you you learn that everything in life is um like waves right ebb and flow ebb and flow yeah baby that's right yeah that's right right don yes sir sir <clears throat> yeah now we should swing but go ahead jp do we should we ready to swing into his diverticulitis yeah i think so i mean that's the latest thing yeah um, yeah and that's that's why he's here to talk about that yeah. and recovery. Tell us, tell us what it is. Diverticulitis, you know, is is you know, I have a genetic genetic predisposition for it. My grandmother had it, my mother had it, 
it's just it's and what happens is your large intestine gets these pockets where food sits and then they get infected and abscessed and then you're in a lot of a lot of pain i i mean horrible stabbing continuous pain that lasts for days to weeks and you wrestled and with that for years right for 12 years and, wow. and in fact on the last episode when the last podcast i was with you i was duffled over in pain the whole time oh really damn what a trooper wait well, don how does this go on for 12 years well, I kept going to the doctors and they put me on antibiotics and it would clear up and they, uh -huh. but that's all they would do. Right. Yeah. This last episode, when I, you know, this last one, when it started about, you know, right before the podcast, I was really hurting. And I, I went to the doctor and the uh, same thing they always do. They put you on uh, an antibiotic and if the antibiotic doesn't work, then they put, they take, usually they'll take a CAT scan with people that have it chronic chronically like me mm -hmm. um or like i did anyway so uh this last one i had an abscess that wasn't clearing so they put me on a they, i had to go to the hospital and they put me on a pick line which is a a line that i can give myself an iv at home so i was at home for six weeks giving myself antibiotics twice a day um, on a uh, liquid diet, and oh, it did time out, time out. Let's not skip over that. How long were you on the liquid diet? Well, six weeks for that, <laughs> and then another six weeks with this whole surgery thing. So, three months, man. I got down to 182 pounds. How, how do you define that? And what is it? What do you? What were you allowed in your yeah. liquid diet? Yeah. Well, the best thing was pudding. Then after that, you know, <laughs> yogurt applesauce soups you know really clear soups you know not a lot of noodles and stuff you know broth like a baby like a baby yeah. man eating like a baby yeah you know i did protein shakes because i could do that you know? 12 um, weeks 12 weeks of no solid food or six yeah. weeks 12 no, 12, 12, 12 weeks 12. oh 12 weeks okay <clears throat> then you have surgery and I have surgery. I was going to say, don't they have a surgery for this? Well, you know, that's the thing. They said, you know, I had to get it because they were afraid I was going to uh, burst, right? Yeah. It wasn't clearing up from the antibiotics. So, and and usually as a rule, they, they want you to go through this a couple times before. And I don't know at all. But this was my first time. And I went to Hopkins. I wasn't going to fool around. I was going to go to the best hospital. And it's only, you know, 50 minutes away. So go to the best. And uh, Dr. Fang did the surgery. She removed a foot and a half of my, my colon. Now, when I went there, I'll tell you this. They weren't sure if I had cancer or not. That's how big this mass was in my gut. So, you know, my wife was scared that I'm going to die and I've got cancer. And I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up and have a colostomy, a bag. Yeah. You know, it was a scary-ass time. Right. And when I, when I woke up and, and they told me, said, no cancer and no bag. I cried, you know, oh, I just, yeah. I just started. My yeah, you're allowed to cry. Up, you're man. allowed to cry then. You're definitely allowed to cry. <laughs> you know, you go I in just, thinking you may not wake up and you may have the worst news ever. And you wake up and you got the best news ever. That's right. Great. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to, um, while I'm going through this, there's another 
strength coach from kettlebell world. His name is Mike Perry and Mike, uh, he trains a lot of, uh, he trains a lot of mixed martial artists up in uh, Boston and he, he had cancer. He, he just got the clear yesterday that, you know, he's clear, clear. They, they did the CAT scan. He did the chemo. And I reached out to him for advice. You know, how do I retrain? What do I do? And how did you do what you did? And, you know, so he was there for me and I appreciate that, you know, just, and I, I started lifting pretty quickly, but light, light, well, you know, well, light. well, wait, well, no, wait, didn't they tell you first that, that you should expect to not be able to work for six weeks after the surgery? <laughs> yeah. I went back to work. They see the surgery was on the 14th of June and I was back to work july 7th but 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 uh, yeah but you're kind of glossing ahead because heading into that thing that was also one of your concerns as you expressed it to me you said yeah not oh, o- God, not yeah. only do i have this thing about it could be really bad and I, but they're also telling me i can't work for six weeks yeah yeah that was and scary. He's like i can't do that you know and yeah. i'm like yeah damn six weeks and what yeah, i'm thinking what- about yeah, well, ahead. I'm thinking to myself, it's because he, he works with his hands. He's a car, right. you know, he has to, he has to exert. So it's like, okay, I guess he's going to rip his, rip his stitches out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well yeah. That, about so that was the, that was the prognosis, but I mean, so what happened? Well, you know, well, I went, first of all, the doctor let me out. I, the surgery was Monday. I see the doctor Friday afternoon and she, she just looks at me and goes, yeah, you're, you know, unbelievable. You're ready to go home, man. You know? And so I went home and she, <laughs> the best advice in the world. She said, you know, like my, my wife, she goes, now I'm going to tell your wife what you can do and what you can't do. Cause I know she's going to listen and you're not. So anyways, so says you can eat anything you want oh. except uh. raw vegetables and fresh fruit. It's <laughs> like you're kidding. Oh, me. yay! Hot sauce. <laughs> so we stopped and got wings about, on the way wait home. Wait a minute, buddy. Did you say that was my first sauce? solid. Food. Yeah, did they let you have hot sauce? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's sauce. it's funny. My grandfather went in for a prostate uh, biopsy one time, Ooh. and they and they go, uh, "Don't eat any hot sauce." It, the guy loved hot sauce. Yeah, I get what does it. he do when he gets home? He goes for like a a, a burrito with like <laughs> just hot. My uncle had to take him to the hospital. I mean, uh, suited on fire. Now, is this the guy, uncle who lives in Thurmont and took the horse into the bar? Yeah, my grandfather took the horse into the, the two <laughs> horses awesome. into the bar. Nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, awesome man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Don. So, exercise wise, is that is that what you're getting to? What was her advice yeah. as far as exercise? Well, you know, I looked at the guys and I just looked at them. I said, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm a power lifter, and their eyes just turned into big saucers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, they said, well, you know, you'll probably you'll be able to get back to it, but you'll never be, you know, like what you were, and you know, it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And, you know, that's, they don't know. They don't, but Don, what, what did they do though? Explain. I mean, they took out like a, a certain portion of your intestines. Yeah. They took out a foot and a half and then just reattach it to what was left of the bottom. And so wait a don't, and said, and said, don't rip it. And don't wait a minute. It. I have, I have notes. It says this, this is from Marty. He says they took out 10 feet. <laughs> No, 10 feet. No, a foot and a half, man. Foot and a half. Foot and a half of my cold. Shame on you, Marty. I was, I was yeah. like, 
<laughs> How many feet could be left after 10? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> pretty funny. You know, the Pope, the Pope had the same surgery like two days later. He's a big copycat. Yeah. <laughs> except, except he didn't lift and he's still getting back to work yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's right <laughs> but that's the thing you know is that they don't understand what strength is or how i'm going to recover or, or, or they don't and then another thing people lay people don't understand is that strength takes time and and i'm not dumb and i'm going to take time i took time to to get where i am you know, it didn't happen overnight. You don't just pick up 400 pounds. You well, know, what you do? What did you What did you pick up? What did you do? How did you ease back into the water? I just started with a 16 kilo kettlebell doing deadlifts, and uh, 12 kilo doing goblet squats. You know, real light did stuff. You, just did you feel it. any strain or any uncomfortableness or anything like that? No. You know, the, no? my biggest concerns really the biggest strain was sneezing you know i mean i really yeah yeah sneezing was what about killed bench me. work bench work uh i could start that i started that quickly you know before i did the others and i, I mean just the bar right yeah. just the bar flat yeah. flat and also seated yeah were you able to do flat benches without stretching your guts out yeah all of that i could do okay. anything i just okay. like yeah, everything I, I did was just the bar I'd like to get really good at all my seated stuff. Yeah. Were you doing so, squats yet, or did you have to wait a little while on that one? I did squats, you know, with the with goblet squats, right? Mm -hmm. I started with that, and then I went to the bar in a couple of weeks. So, like, two couple weeks, weeks I, was, I was on the bar. So, deadlifts would put the most pressure on that area, don't you, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah, I would think. I don't know. Squats crushing you down, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. all. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, they're all they're all there, but I think the deadlift was was probably the one I felt the most because these, I mean, my stitches are from my navel down, as far down as you can go. You know, I mean, so that that was uh, that area, that low ab area, was where yeah. I was feeling, you know, all the pressure. The worst part oh. of it, really, to be honest, was yeah. just it itched while it was healing. Ah, oh, did it itch? Yeah. But. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. Five again me... for a triple. It was easy. Easy. Yeah, but wait, wait. You know, don't. Okay. Okay. Don't tell the, all the punchlines ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> let let me guide the show. All right. Yeah. Yes, sir. And JP and JP. Okay. Yeah, okay we'll make yeah. you put your wing chun uniform on again. <laughs> go to the Seven Eleven. Go to the Seven Eleven and burritos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so they, they told you that it would be six weeks before you could work. So why don't you tell us, six weeks after the surgery, what were you lifting in the four lifts? Were you doing the four lifts? Six weeks. Now, just zero in on six weeks after. Tell us what you were doing then. Well, six weeks afterwards, I was benching 135. Uh-huh. And I was deadlifting two and a quarter, and I was squatting 185. Any pressing? Oh, yeah. I was doing doing pressing with, with uh, just, uh, 95. Standing? Standing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot 
lot better than not being able to work. Right. Yeah. And also, also, I think that the uh, part of the degree of, of his, the rapidity of his bounce back was in direct relation right. proportion to the to the the severity of his depra depravedness mm. going into it <laughs> yeah I'm, well I'm, i mean Jim, I, it's I, like, you, you know what i mean is that, that like my the last question was how much yeah. what's the percentage of you know do you think do you do you credit your shape going in and you know before you got sick but the lifting and yeah. uh you know the wing chung and all that with your resiliency to bounce back from that well, I attribute 100% of it to weight training. Yeah, it's strength, right, Don? Don, what's the best, that the first attribute you must have to be healthy and to be resilient? It's strength. It's strength. <laughs> it's everything. I, it is everything. You know, and I think about it all the time. You know, Ponce de Leon, he was searching all over, traveling through the jungles, you know, killing people, doing all this crazy stuff, wow. looking for Fountain of Youth. Well, yeah. you know, again, he's looking for magic. There's no such just, thing just as magic, spotted, man. But this is the closest stuff to it, right here. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's the only way to change your body. It's the only way to to put muscle on. It's the it's the only way to, uh, and you can use it the same way you use a lot of cardiovascular exercise if you design it that way. So it, right. it really can do everything for you. But yeah. bottom line, when your squat goes up, when you're for what you can do, when your deadlift goes up, when your press right. goes up, you're a more resilient human being yeah, yeah. that's no the point. truth you know you know what no i was gonna say I, yeah i think it's important to note that you know powerlifting bodybuilding other sports whatever we embrace struggle we climb the mountain over and over again in pursuit of progress that's right. what it's all about yeah. and this is what mentally and physically better prepares us for challenges that we face in life whether it's aging sickness rehabilitation so it very well prepares you, like I said, physically and mentally. Right. So we're already prepared for something like this. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line. And, and you know, that's the message that I preach to my patients all the time. They come to me in pain and it's like, just get strong. That's it. Once you're, once you're strong, the things that irritate your back are going to stop irritating it because you can do it because you're prepared to do it you know you built the supportive muscles up around the the, the echoes skeleton yeah right if, if if you're flaccid if your muscles are flaccid you can't <laughs> even support your skeletal framework right right yeah, the bones are weak when, 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 when our friend Stu mcgill talks about what they call them guide wires yeah right yeah Don. right and we, people who lift weights, they, if they do it correctly, uh, you have strong guide wires because like I've never had, I've never had a back spine issue in my life. I've been lifting forever. I've never had any <clears throat> severe injury, but that's because I was shown the right way to lift initially. And also I was blessed with I didn't have an over exaggerated sense of my own. I was always pretty conservative in my training. I wasn't crazy. Well, and I always, I always make the example of, you know, years ago I had three herniated discs and my, mm. my back was blown out, you know, um, from lifting so, so heavy and, um, right. 
but I went to the doctor, he was a back surgeon and he said he was very anti weightlifting and all that stuff. And I'll never forget. He looked at me, he said, so are you going to continue to weightlift? I said, yes, but I'm going to do it differently. And uh, he looked at me and he shook his head, like, you know, in uh, not approving. And yeah. I, I didn't, I, I quit deadlifting. I quit, I quit doing things that were going to strain my back or compress my spine. Now, what that did, that was a huge mistake because everything just kind of fell apart around my spine and my nerves. I had no support That's right. because, because I wasn't strong. Mm-hmm. So Thank God for Dr. Ryan Chow, Ryan yeah. Chow changed yeah, my life, brother. I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but ignore my point Gallagher, but he listened to Ryan. My <laughs> point, my point is, yes, we did have uh, Ryan Chow on and uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's great. He a New York. <laughs> we love Ryan. If anybody's having back pain, rewind and go back to uh, any of the, the Dr. Ryan Chow podcast because yeah. he's got real yeah. good stuff. But what'd you do, JP? What well, he said, he suggested that I start deadlifting again, as did Brad Gillingham. And I'll tell you what, yeah, it was a it was a slow go. I took it yeah. very slow. Sumo or sumo or conventional? Conventional okay. with a nice hook grip, just like Gillingham. Okay, okay. good, good. Um, and I eased into it. Weight was of no concern, but I've tried to go up. You know, maybe five pounds. Uh, every couple of weeks, right? Because I was sensitive back there. I was weak. I had to build up pretty much from scratch. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's why they call it progressive resistance yes. training. Yes. Now, got, fast forward got. about six months that I've been doing this, I can tell you, my back is so much more resist resilient and resistant yes. to. Any, I was getting hurt. I was straining my back, just picking up like dog food and just bending sure. down. That's right. Because there was no support there. Right. I wasn't strong. You had a, you had a, you had a, a zone of weakness. Yeah. yeah. So now and my back has never felt so good. I, I'm free of pain. It's strong. I can reach down. I, I'm so much more functional now. Right. And you should have, you should you have said to that doctor when he said no lifting, you should have said, so, so just tell me how getting weak is better. How, right. How would that, right. How would that make you better? So they don't understand. Home, go ahead they and don't. describe that. But that's so common sense, Don. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So I know, don't, I know, don't man. Do, you know, any, any progressive resistance because yeah, they, they, stronger and more resilient. No, well, you know what he said? He said, here's these pills. That's, that's the course yeah, of action. Always, take, always take the pills. Always yeah, take the pills. Always take yeah. the pills. Take the pills. But, you know, in their defense, you know, a lot of times, only thing those guys see are like when we look at the bad gym, gym fail videos. Yeah. You know, that's their idea of what what we do. Stupid yeah. stuff, you know. And, and so that's yeah. all they know about it. It's like, right. oh, God, he's one of these morons, you know. He's, the, guys at the, the guys at the Y with their names on the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, and they had no idea that they that you were your form was impeccable and all that stuff. Right. You have to think about they it. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. They don't know. Well, again, I think his I think the, the quickness in his his bounce back right. is due to number one how strong he was going into. Yep. And uh, Jim, you know what he did coming out of it? He had this huge anabolic burst. 
he got so strong so fast and i'm uh, going like whoa 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 your body was like craving this. food and, and uh, yeah. weights it was yeah oh, it, it was, was dude. What, what, what what was your low body weight coming out of this surgery? i got down to 182 uh -huh. you started off at what and then, then i got in a, in a in a minute man i got all the way up to 212 okay, okay so you put 30 pounds on <laughs> In, okay. in no time. And his lifts what and and your lift shot up to what, what what are your best recent lifts? Let's see, I did uh I did 265 on the bench again, which yep. was good. Uh the deadlift is great. Deadlift is flying to a, a 405 for a triple, and that was easy. I could have done so much more. I wish I had it. Right. And right. then my but my squats lingering because I'm I'm just Working on well, we're doing we're we're trying to develop a new style, so yeah. we're not you know, we got to use the light poundage. He's uh, I did three twenty five though. I did three twenty five yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, on the squat post, for a triple post worker. And how far out from the surgery are you now? Well, June fourteenth. Who does it put put us? June July. June July. Five, five months. Five months. Five. Okay. Donnie, do you wear a belt because of the, the... You know, we just talked about this. I don't get anything out of a belt, man. And I don't understand it. Uh, right. I don't get anything out of it. I, have, I I worked with a belt for two years to just see if it would help me. And it yeah. didn't. Yeah. It's funny. The same when thing I with back, knee wraps or yeah, sleeves. When, when I had back surgery, back surgery, the surgeon was like, make sure you wear a belt. And I'm thinking... So my low back and abs don't get the stimulation. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so let's so create it. Let's, let's create another zone ever. of weakness. Let's create yeah. another zone of weakness. Right, 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 right. They right. Don't let's understand. mask. Let's mask our weakness. Right. Yeah. It's very strange. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, also, it, even though he put thirty pounds on, he didn't look sloppy. What he was doing. It, he was just re-expanding muscle size that had already existed. He was deflated. Yes. Right. Like a tire, like the oh, air let out of a tire. But so when you say, oh, my God, he put 30 pounds on post-surgery, it wasn't like a normal person putting on 30 pounds. A normal person putting on 30 pounds, that's bad because that's going to be 30 pounds of adipose tissue. But yep. with Don, all he was doing is, is like, he was so, and I could see it, and I said, "Ah, this is going to be interesting." He was so depleted that any calories that he ate, Jim, just went to muscle. Yeah, right. Yeah. He could eat ice cream, and it would go to muscle because <laughs> his body was so star or pecan pie, right? And just boom, Marty, muscle, right? Pecan pie. Marty, right? I'm experiencing the same thing because, as you guys know, I just got over COVID a couple of months ago, and I lost oh, yeah. 30 pounds. Yeah, 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 right. So it's like right. Don and I are going through puberty all over again. <laughs> right, we get right, a second right, chance right. at it. Yeah, there you go. go, man. The muscles piling on, our voices <laughs> yeah. are getting deeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this is this is what the bodybuilders, the good ones, the elite ones, routinely experience because they have to initiate that degree of deprivation. They do it in a different way. They use different foods, uh, chicken, rice instead of pudding right but they're they're inducing that deprivation to burn off the excess body fat but then the day after the competition well now they're smart enough they carve up before the competition but in the olden days of zane and and 
Franco and those guys, they'd starve, and Dickerson, they'd starve themselves to the competition. Then that night they'd start eating pizza and drinking beer and having ice yeah. cream and more, you know, and, and boom, they'd explode. And they'd look better three days later yeah. than they did at the competition. And then they started going, well, what's going on here? And that's the whole idea of the anabolic burst. Now, Don, because of how long his deprivation lasted, he was able to burst this thing for, I don't know, man, a lot of weeks. <laughs> every every yeah. session we'd come in, he'd be bigger, more muscled up, and he's just zooming right ahead. And it's just like, whoa, slow down, slow down, slow down. And he's ripped. If you look at the 405 for three, it's terrible. But he's just so strong that yeah. he can just rip it up, right? Uh, but it's just, uh, yeah. it's, it's raw technique. But it's just like, wow, man, the guy is strong. I, I think it's yeah. still going on. I think the burst is still happening. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way too. I feel that way. It feels good. Yeah. You know, Marty, but it's all being prepared. To, Marty, yeah. talk about the the retention of strength. You know, when you take time off, oh, there's man. different retention levels uh, from well, strength training to cardio training, all that. Talk about that. Strength's the hardest to acquire, but it's the slowest to leave, right? Whereas cardio is the quickest to get it, but it's the fastest to leave, right? Right. Yep. Strength strength lingers. It takes it takes. You got to work at it. It's like Vulcan's forge, right? It's like making, hammering out metal, right? It, it takes repeated effort. But once you get it, a guy, a, a strong guy can completely walk away from his weight training for six months and come back at certainly 85%. Yep. You do the math. If a, guy, if a guy's got a, what, a 500-pound deadlift, and he goes away for six months. What's uh, what's eighty five percent of that? It's like yeah, he hit four and a quarter, right? Four and a quarter. Come on, man. If that's you're five hundred four, you walk high. away for. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, but that's strength. You try that with cardio. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, everybody's moaning and groaning because they know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my god, you're dead. You got to go back to zero. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what type of cardio did you do? Did you you use your kettlebells for cardio, right? Yep, I've been doing swings. How that? Um, how's that? How does, How often? And what do you I, do? I I do swings twice a week, and for the first two months, I started out because I I use my heart rate monitors. This is what I was doing. I would do twenty five swings, and then I would wait for my heart rate to go back down to one twenty. And then I would do another 25 swings. Well, the first time I did it with just a 16 kilogram, it took me 18 or 19 minutes to do 200 swings. And then uh, two weeks ago, I finished doing that periodization. I did 200 swings with 24 kilo in less than 11 minutes. Wow. So that's, that's an incredible thing. It showed what my kind heart. Of, what kind of heart rate are you spiking to? Um, 159, 160, you know, okay. around there. Okay. Yeah. And, but, and but now you might doing do it. that. And how many, uh, how many reps a session? Would 25 reps, eight, eight sessions. Eight. 25 reps per eight set, sets. eight sets. Okay. Eight, eight, sets. eight sets of 25. 
Yeah, that's some work there. Dude, that, that's great for your forearms and your grip, man. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That puts a lot of size on your forearms. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. And now I'm doing a different one. Uh, I talked to Brett Jones, and so I'm doing a different program that he gave me where I'm only doing uh, five swings at a time, but it's heavy. I'm swinging a uh, – What's heavy? Uh, uh, I'm swinging a 36 kilogram, so 70, 71 pounds. So, Five swings, wait 30 seconds, do five swings, and that's for 40, <laughs> 40 sets of five. Wow. And my heart rate got up into it was it was good because it get it's more of an uh, that's more of a uh, a marathon run, you know, than than what I the way I was doing was more like wind sprints. Right. So just getting the car, cardio, it's a different type of cardio, and different flavor, different flavor, different like flavor. us like us changing routines. Yeah. So that's all I do. I'm going to switch this every, every eight weeks. I switch my, uh, yeah. my cardio up. Yes, 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 yes. That keeps it fresh. That keeps it vibrant. That keeps the body guessing. That keeps the gains coming. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yes. And that type of cardio, we, he, that is also, um, the very definition of sustained strength. Right. We talk about the three strength types, absolute strength, explosive strength, sustained strength. Well, what he's doing is sustained strength. What Brett is having him do with the heavy, with the 72 for five reps, and we're going to do it and 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 do it. That's sustained strength. That's the very definition of it. How much of a break are you getting between each set? 30 seconds, man. 30 seconds. Takes me 10 seconds to do five swings. You know, I've got a Tabata timer yeah. and I just set that all up and it just, you know, just listen to the, the signals and go, you know, so it's nice. It's nice. I like it a lot. So that takes you a total of how much time? 28 minutes. Okay. So, and you're, you're smoked, you, your forearms are on fire. Yeah. Dripping wet. Are, and so for everybody who says they don't have time to do a workout, there you go. 20 minutes, baby. And, yeah. and, and, and doesn't that now uh, you don't, People who are listening don't have to use a 72-pound kettlebell. Right. You, you no. need to find an appropriately weighted one. But doesn't that beat the hell out of sitting on a stationary bike for 28 minutes? Oh, Te- yeah. Texting. Texting. Oh, my God. The cardio, right. I, I've never been all that crazy about cardio. But what the cardio that I did like was the cardio where you're multitasking like wow. that. Your strength training, cardio training all at the same time. When I was doing jujitsu. Uh, yes. I was getting that's a great, oh, hell yeah. That's yeah, a great cardio yeah. workout and learning something yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I played the vicious racquetball for many years. I was a class <laughs> B, B player. Man. You, you, you play, you play three sets, 45 minutes and you're shaken. You're drenched. If you're playing a good opponent, right? Yeah. Was that so, at the Y? Uh, no, that it was at the Aspen Hill Racket and Fitness Club okay. where I met my wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where yeah, I met that's like boxing, all that stuff we talk about is fun, man. You know, it's mm. also yes. a yes. Yeah. And, and, and you're engaged in the cardio and it makes the time fly. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. you're sitting on a machine or uh. a device, it's like, oh my God, the minutes go by like, months it's like, except, it's the marty there Kill is one me. exception there one there is one exception to that and it's the fan bike when you're doing the hit training 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, you do your 20 yeah. seconds and you want that right. clock to go slower because you're resting <laughs> yeah. for two minutes and, right. and and it just flies by. Yeah. It's the it's the best of the worst. Yeah. But so but, all yeah, right. Exactly. So what's uh what's the plan going forward? Are you totally normalized? I feel so. I feel like I'm ready for to find a competition. Um, I know there's one in two weeks. I'm not ready for that. Uh, Graham's having one with the Raw Federation, and that might be oh, fun good. to go to because yeah, know, he's a good family. Good love Graham. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So and and you know that's that's how, how long is that? How 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 long that's is that? That's in December. December. Yeah, that's so pretty quick, man. So it's what's pretty that? quick. So how many? And you weeks? can always just train through it like it's a training day. That's right. how I'm thinking about it. You know, and you're and you're jumping in at a pretty good level. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think right, I could yeah, pull. I think I could get really close to a 480 deadlift by the time that competition comes. Yeah. Just take, uh, we'll kind of de emphasize the squat. Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. And if I hit 335, 345 on the squat, that, that'll be yeah, like, wow. Fine. Yeah. On what's your yeah. ultimate goal? My ultimate goal? Yeah. Your lifts. I want to be. Number one, one day I might be yeah. 80, but damn it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> the last power lifter left on earth, number one. Right. Oh, even, I mean, what, even what if are we your have goals? To is, kill huh? the three ahead of them, we're going to do it. What are you like? What's your ultimate goal on the deadlift? The deadlift, I, you know, I want to pull five, man. You know, five, five on the dead. Get back on my squat, four fifty, and and finally break. You know, I I I benched three hundred once, but I, at a competition, but I didn't listen to the command, so it was a red light. I didn't pause it, so I want to get back to a three. You know, a a, a five and a and a and a good four fifty. I think that'd be great. And you'd I like be sixty couple. Yeah, you'd be yeah. sixty couple doing that. Now, Marty, we've got yeah. a real good picture of you doing five hundred on the uh, deadlift. You were in your sixties. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad damn day, too, buddy. That was sixty-five years old. I had injured my back squatting four fifty on yeah. my third attempt. I had to be helped up off the bench on my bench presses, and I wow. took a token deadlift of five hundred, which you're looking at, which my I was, my back was ready to explode. I pulled 550 in training, mm -hmm. so the 500 was quite disappointing. So burn that though. picture if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's a good uh, picture, actually. I mean, uh, it is. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to, to mention about Don, if you if those lists that he's talking about, sort of the we we have um, when when we work with the league uh, guys, we we have these sort of benchmark standards. <laughs> And for a 200-pound guy, what we're looking for in the, the high mid-range is a double body weight squat, a 1.5 times body weight bench press, a 2.5 times body weight deadlift, and a body weight overhead press and a body weight power clean. So if you do the numbers, what that means is a 200-pound guy would have to squat 400, this is raw and below parallel. They would have to bench 300, right? Touch and go or pause. I don't know. Depends. And deadlift 500. 
Okay. Which is exactly the list that he's, well, you're ahead of it. You've already, you've already attained the double body weight squat. When you do 450, that's going to put you up. You'll be like, I don't know, 2.25 right. times body weight. So you're, you're ahead of your benches. You're already there too, with the 300 pound effort at, at 200. So, you know, yeah, this is, you need to reestablish that. But the five, yep. the deadlift is the one that really, really needs the attention. But, you know, you, Jim, he doesn't harness his deadlift power. He, he's able to de he's able to stiff leg yeah. 405 for five, but he can only conventional 440 for one. And it's just like, well, you're not harnessing mm -hmm. your power. His, 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 his technique is leaking, yep. flawed, yep. right? Too much too much back, not enough leg. And he's got the yep. leg. Your leg's strong, but for whatever reason, you refuse to listen to me. So, you know. <laughs> <Unfortable. laughs> yep. I knew it was coming to that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's good. Yeah, but yeah. he'll listen uh, to you on the bench in the squats. But, you know, I want to well, go. I'll tell you what. No, I'll tell you what. We'll get Dr. Ryan Chow on. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> Yeah, Don. After we're done, I'll give you his number. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, I know. I know Ryan. You know, we trained with Craig. We all know each other. Well. Listen to freaking frack over here. Um, but one thing I want to say, you know, about being fifty, starting this whole thing, and just watching people age. And I kind of talked about this before, but this is that's the age that you have got to decide that you don't want to go in a nursing home. What do yeah. you do? Yeah, this yeah. is what you do. You find a coach. You listen to some qualified coach on how to lift and you start lifting. It will save your life. Yes. You know, I have no intention of going in a nursing home and being because I'm feeble. You know, I tell people this all the time. Weakness is chasing you. It will catch you and it will kill yeah. you. Yeah. So pursue yeah. strength like your life depends on it. You know, yeah. Hey, that's a good license plate. Weakness is chasing you. Yeah. No t-shirt. If you let it, it will overtake you. Man. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about this, you know, I'm 54. You know, when I when I go duck hunting, goosing, I fall down all the time. The other day I threw out a decoy timber right in the water. And if I and, and you know, it's in the muck. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. Not doing my squats every week, I'd be still out there, man. I'd be still well, out there. and we and we yeah. don't even think about it. We don't even nah. think about it. Yeah, you know, I you don't can think about it. Yeah, you know, you it's can like, get up. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, and, and other people are like, what, what, you know, this, uh, you're not supposed to be doing you know, it's like, well, it. Yeah. Function is, is, is strength related if you have, and also you need the full range of motion. You don't yeah. want to have this little tiny range of motion. So many, so many of even our lifter friends, they're top heavy. Yeah. With the road oh, roll shoulders. Oh, yeah. yeah, all they do is upper body stuff, the beach muscles, the mirror muscles, the what they can yeah. see, the curls, the bench press. Well, legs power is the key to everything. Yep. Yeah. That's the key to stability. That's the key to range of motion. That's the key to function. When I had my I had a leg injury a, <laughs> a while back, and that, that was the that was the worst. That the taking your legs away. That's yeah. that that's that's what you have to fight against. Uh, above all else, everything is predicated on on foundational leg strength, and they, people don't want to hear that. Right. 
Right. Yeah, nobody wants to squat. When you watch yeah. people squat in the gym, you know, I, which I don't go to anymore, thank the Lord. Uh, yeah. you, you see, a, you know, half squats, three-quarter squats, nobody squats, right? The bend, you know, the bend a, forward. Everybody's yeah. bending forward. It's hard. Right. It's hard to watch. It's hard to I watch. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> John, how, uh, how many patients of yours that come in that are 50-plus have never worked out in their life? Their backs are all screwed up. Their joints are screwed up. You take them under your wing. You start uh, having them do some kettlebell swings and all that. I mean, they must just, you must just help them turn their life around because now you're giving them back their strength and their, their, their mobility, yeah. their functionality. I mean, they must just be ecstatic. If, I tell you something for the patients that get it, they get it and their life changes. Yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. It makes me glad to wake up and go to work. Mm -hmm. But so many people are sort of like, well, you fix me. And I was like, you know, dude, I didn't break you. Yeah. You know, I will coach you and I will tell you how to fix yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to take yeah, responsibility. It's all about personal responsibility. Health is a personal responsibility. Nobody yes. yeah. is going to yeah. give it to you. Yeah. You've got to earn it. Right. You can point the way for them, but they got to do the work, man. And you, you know what? And, and we talk about this. I mean, hell, it's the whole theme of every podcast. Sure. It's, it's short <laughs> and it's done. I mean, you can literally. If you're just starting off and you're 55 years old and you're, you know, weak and all that, and you're just starting off 10 minutes, yep. minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you can do five, uh, three sets of five goblet squats, a couple presses, some push up planks and see you later. Yeah. And you've already improved your life. And yes. you're smoked. You're smoked. And you're yes. Yeah. And you oh, can't also, also, we should mention this, the fact of, that most of Don's strength training has been done over the past 10 years. Well, one time a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. he's got a, he's got a busy life. Uh, he, yeah. he might get some kettlebells snuck in during the week, but it's not like he doesn't have two hours a day, six days a week to. Yeah. Right. Well, I like that. I, I like the fact that you do the big three on the weekends when you don't have any, anything, anywhere you have to go to or anything like right. that. And, and Hey man, I got, I got 20 minutes. I'm going to do, you know, the workout I just got on the kettlebell. I got 10 yeah. minutes. I'm going to do 200 swings. You know, that's a really good breakdown. Well, week. well and, and again, he's, and you're improving. You're always, you've been basically on a steady improvement track for decades. Yeah. 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 But look, I mean, Don molded himself into a state champion at, you know, 50 plus on one day a week. That's it. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. example of what we're telling you. You don't number have to four, lift every nationally. day. For, yeah. You don't have to lift for two or three hours a day, every single day to accomplish this, to get stronger, to increase your mobility and, and, um, and longevity. It, it takes less than you think. So if your schedule in your life uh, dictates one time a week, Hey, you can do a lot with that. That's way yeah, better than not doing anything at all, which a lot of people just think, yeah. well, that's not going to be enough. I just won't do anything. Yeah. I got a girl, she's in high level real estate, you know, commercial real estate. I mean, she's running all over the place from New York to Philly, back and forth. I give her a dumbbell workout that takes like 15 minutes. And she does a body weight workout that takes like 10 minutes. And she does that yeah. twice a week. And everybody has that kind of time. You know? mm -hmm. Right. Right. Also, you know. also intense training in addition to to being optimal physically it's it's the greatest natural stress reliever known to man 
Yeah. Uh, An intense workout. It has to be of sufficient intensity. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you said to yourselves or or to your wife or whatever, I just need to get my workout in, then I'll be able to think about it. Right. Because I can't think about it now, but then after the workout, after yeah. even even after the the uh, hormonal tsunami has died down, you're so much more clear headed. Oh, I tell you, no, it, it, it's so true. And just all the things you said, like like JP was talking about, this prepares you mentally for life because well, life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard. It's hard mentally. It's hard physically. It's hard emotionally. It's hard. This prepares you for this. And I, I, I just, I used to laugh because Marty was, it was always, I don't care what was going on. Your car broke down, your refrigerator wouldn't work. Well, why don't you squat? Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is, I can do, <laughs> I, I can't do anything about these problems right now, but I can squat and then my head will be clear and then I can think about it and resolve the issues. You know, you know, I, when my son had tons of surgeries and, and, uh, that's what my dad said to me. We're in the hospital room. My son was was recovering. He was going to sleep for a while. My dad said, go lift. Yeah. I said, nah, dad, I got to stay here. He said, go lift. Go get your yeah. deadlifts in or whatever. And I went, I'm, fortunately, the weight room was real close by. I went lifted and then I came back. I was like, okay, now I can focus on what, you know, what needs to be done. Yeah. It's, well, I wish everybody would just experience it. Just give it a chance. Just uh, amen. And you get a brighter, you get a brighter outlook on life, especially, you know, I lift in the morning and man, after you're done, that hormonal tsunami, you're ready to kick ass for the day. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole game boys is that we all take for granted because we're, we're hard enough trainers that most civilians miss it because they cruise around at the 60 to 80% of intensity world. And they never train quite hard enough to get the, that's right. workout buzz yeah. that we do right? right that's where the clarity comes in there's really some changes that happens in you physiologically as a result of <laughs> hard training but it's got to be hard it can't be you know it can't be like oh well you know i'm uh, walking the neighborhood and talking to donna and we've got each got a water bottle you know <laughs> now right and that's, uh yeah, and a public or, service announcement, if you're going to 70%, you don't need a pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah as, if, as if they're going to get those those $500 track outfits walking yeah. on marshmallow shoes. You don't need to work, worry about post-workout nutrition either. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not you, didn't well, create, right. you didn't create anything broken down. You didn't break anything <laughs> down. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So, but I think, again, if that's the whole game, is that it's that, that you, you need to learn to work, and and the intensity comes in when you are completely brushing up against the limits of your current capacity, yep. some manner or fashion. It could be curls, right? It could be you know any any lift that you can think of. But if you take it to a point where you're at the lift right at the cusp of what you can do. That's all you can do. And some days maybe you only get seven reps, but that's 102%. And other days you get 11 reps and that's 102%, you know, but that's what you want. You want that, that level of effort. That's where all the good stuff happens. That's where the hypertrophy happens. Yep. That's where the strength increases happen. That's where the mental clearing of the mind happens, right? Yep. Uh, but again, a lot of people, they just absolutely miss it. They don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Don, has guided, Don has guided people into that, right? Yeah. Like, like how about Joe's mom? Joe's mom, Carol, is doing great, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> she's pulling, she's deadlifted 145 for five this and last she, week. And she's getting the glow, right? right? Yeah. Right. Give some background on Carol. What's she's, the deal? Carol, she's in her 60s. Okay. Um, She's, uh, you know, she's been training with me for three years. And she's one of these, you know, she's, a, 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 you know, a little heavy and, but she's, she works, man. She works harder than any of the clients I've ever trained, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and that's, it's like, they get to an age where they realize, man, this is, this is really important. And, you yeah. know, they don't want to fool around with it. So why don't I just work hard? There was right. a lady in the gym the other day. I actually, between sets, walked over to her because she was deadlifting her butt off. It was like, 185 she was overweight she's in but she's in there every morning man and she's sweating and i and i walked over to him i said man you're working your ass off good job you know yeah Um, yeah yeah. and the thing with carol she told me she she her boyfriend owns a landscaping company and that's where she works so she goes to home depot and she unloads 50 (laughs) 50 pound bags of cement or something and she said the whole the whole, the, all the workers in the store were just watching at her. And the manager looks at her and says, lady, you are a badass. Love it. Yeah, he's sitting there with a dress. You know, that's she, it. And it's so rewarding. So yeah. rewarding when she tells you that. It makes your life, man. Yeah. It, you know, it's just like, wow, you changed her whole freaking life. That's right. And and, and what, what, what did he do? He showed her how to properly squat and properly deadlift yeah. and properly bench press and how to how to kiss swing the limit of her capacity and yeah. and all that swing a kettlebell whatever yeah and uh she took to it there are a lot of people like that out there right they just yeah. they just need to be shown but again it's uh, most of them are or purposely undertrained <laughs> and babied right they're baby yeah. okay Carol, in most instances, would be baby, right? Right. Purple weights, purple little dumbbells, pink little dumbbells. At uh, yeah. how? You know, yeah. Carol never has to ask anybody for help. You know, can you get that box off the shelf? Can you help me with my grocery? She never, you know. She's yeah. she's besides right. being very, very resilient, she's yeah. more independent she's, because of you. She's damn well exactly. not going to end up in that electric cart. No. Right. Man, those what? things are dangerous. I was I dodged one the other day at the Acme by the deli thing, man. <laughs> this lady was coming around the corner. I was like, oh, man, what are you doing? How, isn't there a governor on that thing? Come on. <laughs> Should have gave her your card. <laughs> Get her out of that thing. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's sad. You know, and it's a and choice. It, and, it's, and it's avoidable. Yep. And it's avoidable. Uh, short of some sort of uh, health issue or short of some sort of physical de- debilitation, it is eminently doable by by anybody at any age. In other words, like if you give me a, a cross score and yep. maybe a little bit of kettlebells or dumbbells and I can walk almost any feeble person <laughs> through a workout that will be beneficial and doable and touch that current limit of capacity, but do it in a way that's uh, enjoyable right? yeah. and yeah. makes them want to come back for more. And then we go, 
you just set a personal record. You just did six yep. reps. Yep. Right. And, and there's no oh, reason. Oh, oh, what are we going to do next week? Yeah. Oh, guess yep. what? Seven. Here we come. Right? <laughs> That's yeah. great. Right. And right at on. any age, as long as you don't stop, you should never stop. Even if you have to go lighter, you know, yeah. as you get older. So my dad, he's 89. He can barely walk, you know, because uh, his knees and hips, he's had replacements of this and that. But he gets up on his bed every morning. You'll love this. And it takes about an hour. But he has like five and 10 pound dumbbells. He does flies. He does presses. He does curls. He does hip thrusts and stuff like that. He does it every morning for an hour because he's exercised all his life. And I swear, the reason why I can still call my mom and dad up and have a normal conversation without going, oh, they, they're slipping is because of this exercise that they've done. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, cognitively, you know, it helps you. And then just to mm. keep that muscle on, you know, I, I talked to an orthopedic surgeon one time, a famous guy at Penn, and he said they just came out with a research study. Now, this was years ago where they had elderly people just stand there with a bar on their back. And I don't know how many sessions and all that, but it was over time. And they measured their bone density and it improved just from standing there wow. with the bar. Yeah. On. Wow. That compression. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but again, the, the body our bodies are, are born to bear resistance. And when you yeah. get older, you right. get brittle boned, right? So you become even more, it's, it's like the easiest person to get in shape is the person who's the most out of shape. Yeah. Right. And if, if you're brittle boned, you will make progress so quick just by doing something like Jim just talked about, just stand there bearing yes. weight. Yes. You know, very, speaking very of that, speaking of that, Marty, they have pills for that too. <laughs> um, now, some people legitimately, you know, they have osteoporosis and, and, and different uh, issues, but they have a pill for that. Why lift weights? Why resistance train? You know, um, how, how would taking a pill give you bone density? There are, uh, there's, yeah. Yeah. Fosamax and other things. They, and they have horrible side effects, you know, a lot of them. Real bad. The only the only side effects weights have is just getting you better, man. Getting That's you right. right. Clearing your mind and making you I, think clear. Don, yeah. how many people that come in there, and I'm talking like 50 plus or whatever, but uh, or just maybe in general, how many people are just totally confused? Because you look at Instagram, you look at YouTube, everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody's doing all this wild stuff nowadays, doing squats on resistance balls and all this stuff using machines upside down and yeah and all this crazy stuff so it's like so convoluted it's a no wonder that a lot of these people just you know wave it off and go i'm totally confused i don't know where to start this is let me just forget about it it's blowing my i think that's that's a lot of people i think that's a lot of people they don't know where to start and and some of them you know some people it's well, back in high school, I used to do this, and it's, that's 25 years ago. But some people never started. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that never did anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're intimidated to go somewhere, too. They are. And, that, and now they're 55 and they have brittle bones and osteoporosis or diabetes, iron deficiency, and everything anemia, else, diabetes, and whatever. And it's like, but still, that person can make rapid progress yes if they're right. given halfway sensible resistance training and nutrition i think they go hand in hand i don't think yes. you can have one without the other yeah, yeah yes yeah that's but 100 the truth 
I, I think that's where, you know, spending some money on a, on a good reputable coach is really justified because a hundred percent, you know, 100%. that way it kind of clears away all the uncertainty and puts you on the right path. And that's when you notice, Oh, this isn't uh, so convoluted and mixed up. Right. And I have a plan, a solid plan that I can follow right. even when I get, get done with this uh, coach or trainer and I can do it on my own at my house or my gym or whatever. Right. And, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you know what I found, though, when they start, when you get somebody uh, like Carol or, or, you know, even younger yeah. than that, and is a little overweight, when you start getting them involved in the lifting and stuff, they start asking you about nutrition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they think people figure it out. That's the next component here. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Don't you think so, Marty? People start asking, "Well, yeah. what do I eat to recover? Well, what do I?" Yeah, eat? But, well, yeah. everybody, everybody has certain foods that they eat that are acceptable, right? So you find out what they are. So they like, oh, I like burgers. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We're gonna eat a lot of damn burgers. You can but, have burgers as you want. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna the burgers. We're gonna switch the burgers out for the pie. <laughs> and we're going right? to cut out you know one slice of the bread to start yeah, off with, yeah you know? yeah 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 or, or, or i will start with one bad thing okay right. all right well tell us all the, evil, yeah, I like evil, I like all the evil things that you're eating what are you eating okay well this week no more pecan pie that's gone yeah yeah okay great right and then and then but you need to eat more chicken and you can have it from the Peruvian. What's the Peruvian place we like, Don? Sardis. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah, can have the skin. You can have it all, but just yeah. chicken, right? And, yeah, and, and we switch out. We find good stuff, and we, we find the stuff that they're eating. Everybody has them. And you just heavy up on that, cut back in the really nasty stuff, which everybody has, right? And again, one at a time, because if you're working them with them for 12 weeks, in 12 weeks, you can take 12 things out of their diet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And particularly thing. if you add back like some of the some of the good like Perillo bars and you know what I mean? Some of that kind of stuff uh, to help like chocolate protein powder. That helps a lot of a lot of people who love chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got place chocolate switch out supplements that really seem to you get a chocolate craving. Oh, okay. Go have uh, two. Uh, what are those uh, high pro- with fiber bars? We like those uh, high protein, yeah. high fiber bars. They're delicious. Yeah, and they taste they, they taste chocolate. They taste chocolatey. So it's like okay, have two of those, man. Guess what? Yeah. Now you're not hungry for your chocolate anymore because right. you're satiated. You just ate something. You know the hardest or you, thing, or you take a take a take a, a chocolate. Perillo protein shake mixed in raw milk, mixed thick, right, Don? Right, one hundred percent. That even tastes good on mescaline. <laughs> so, you know the what hardest thing—the hardest thing to get somebody who who uh, you know has had high stress job or still has a high stress job or something—is that couple drinks every night. Yeah, you know, a lot of these, and I'm like, well, because I'm not—I don't want to tell them to stop drinking because I, I do think there's some benefit to bringing them I down try to find, i try to find ways to leave that in and take real food yeah out. 
Yeah, yeah. And and the problem <laughs> is a lot of right on, right yeah. on. Yeah. They drink oh, and they too much when they drink. That's that's the problem. So I, yeah. like, there's I always tell them there's no fat there's no homeless uh, fat alcoholics, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not the alcohol, it's the Wait stuff. A what? It. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's no, you see any, they're all skinny. You see yeah, that sounds well, like right. another T-shirt, JP. Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> there are no yeah. homeless alcoholics. Well, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> yes, that's profound. Somehow, I yeah. there are yeah. no fat homeless alcoholics. <laughs> it's true. I say, I say, keep in the booze, get rid of the ice cream. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I Don Don will have drink. What's your what's your drink, Don? Favorite drink? Oh, bourbon, man, bourbon, bourbon, yeah. bourbon. Uh, you were a rum guy for a while. You yeah, back. I still drink. Absolutely. The rum I like is a it's a age it's aged in bourbon barrels, so it has this. You know, if I a lot of people I give it to them, I say I'll taste it. What is this? And they'll say, Well, it kind of tastes like bourbon, but like sweet bourbon. It's right? sweet bourbon. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Diplomatico is the is the one I like. Don is also a very uh, good amateur cook who's working on his skill set continually. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> right now, well, I heard he's, he's got, got a good line on some uh, mail order steaks. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I'm, uh, God, I tell you. I'm going to have to try that one. Yeah, yeah please yeah. don't. God, that was so disappointing. I wanted to cry. Are you going to tell a story <laughs> so we know what you're talking about? What happened? All right. So, all right. So Don calls me up. He says, oh, he said, I got, I got some excellent steaks coming. He said, so they're going to be here someday. So let's have steaks. I'm like, all right, well, we'll get the Weber going, right? He said, yeah, let's get the Weber going. So I get over there with Trent. I'm like, all right, these steaks are good. I'm thinking to myself, okay, what am I going to do, man? I think I'm going to pepper one, you know, do pepper steak on one and the other. Yeah, you had it all planned out. Yeah, yeah man, I was thinking of it because you got these prime. <laughs> oh, and he showed me the pictures. Nice. And oh, yeah. they're like these big ass uh, rib steaks, right? And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, all right, now we got, we got it going on. Okay, so he brings, I got the grill, we got, you know, and then he brings them out. I can fit a rib steak in the palm of my hand. Yeah, yeah, they were tiny, man. They uh, they were. But were they amazing? Were they amazing anyway? No, no, they, uh, they would have they would they would have fallen through the grill grate. Yeah, they uh, were awful, man. It was very. We have a picture. We have a picture. Yeah, Marty Marty felt compelled to write a whole article on this. He thing. did. It's called the Steak Dinner Caper, and. Uh, <laughs> I was was heartbroken. He brings these (laughs) things out and he presents them to me and he goes, here you go. And I'm like, is this Monty Python? What what is going on here, man? It's okay. All right. Is, uh, is Ashton Cooker, Cooker going to jump out and I'm not going to be pranked? (laughs) Right. These little tiny steaks and he's serious. And they were expensive too, man. Oh, they were expensive. Oh. oh my god! We it was probably supposed here. to be shish kebab. Yeah, they right? yes, the they would have been perfect so, for that. You, you know what he said? He said yeah. they look great in the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that always the case? Yep. Always yeah, the they fooled me. That yeah. was the last time I ordered from them. God. What do you, uh, how's your, and you're uh, currently working on the mysteries of meatloaf, right? 
Oh man, I, I I'm doing good. I gotta I gotta fix you a meatloaf, man. I, well, I'm how did you how did you like the wild boar and truffle? Oh, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed that it. I made you, yeah, right? That was good. That was good. That was the uh, sauce, man. The, uh, the the spaghetti. That was great. Pasta. So I make them a, a wild boar with truffle meatloaf. And I, I can't get a compliment. Afterwards, I hand him this thing. You know, uh, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for 10 days. I, nothing, I wrote right? you. I, I wrote you and told you it was great. I ate it all myself. Now, what I you, you, know what you, said? you know what you said? You, you must pay money to write words he goes like i said so how was the wild boar and trouble meatloaf and you go we scott liked it <laughs> i didn't share anything with scott i ate it all i didn't share it i ate uh, it all it was so good okay. <laughs> you know what they got out here marty is they got uh brisket meatloaf oh uh, stop Come on, oh, man. I haven't Come tried it yet, but you're Scott just, you're making, it you're just making that up. I'm not making it up. No. If that was at 100 miles from me, I would have eaten it by now twice. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good well, JP, I, are you staying at 260? JP, speaking of food, are you staying at 260? I think so. I haven't weighed myself in a few days. I know I'm Come putting on, muscle back on. Come on, man. 260. I think you if you good. just stay stay eating the, the ribs, you're fine. If you eat the yeah. protein, you're good, right? Just stay off the carbs. Yeah, I would get yeah. weighed every Friday, JP, and then yeah. sort of adjust. Like if you're saying, oh, man, I'm 265, because, you know, that's a tiny little percentage of your body weight. But then you say, oh, okay, I got to just cut back a little bit. You know, and then yeah. next Friday you're 262, and you know you just learn how to well, move your body. Well, I've that. I've cut my portions, um, and I, especially in the carb department, uh, I've cut the protein down too, um, and I'm putting on muscle and getting stronger, and I'm doing cardio. I'm work. I'm walking about uh, half hour, 35 minutes, five days a week. Wow, oh, that's cool. Very Outside, good. around the neighborhood, around the neighborhood. Yeah, around the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, I bet you have a cool neighborhood Never. too, don't you? Yeah, and it's you know I see deer in the morning and all kinds oh, of wild. Well, life. I mean, yeah, come on, cool. man, that's great. Yeah, you're not that's having so... drive-bys, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Well, like I told you, you know, I dropped that thirty pounds from COVID, and I thought, you know, this. Uh, let's use this as a reset and stay there. Yeah, yep, and yep, yep, springboard yep. and adjust some things. It's, it was a good opportunity. Two sixty. You know? Don't go over two sixty. Come on, man. That's, that's your I'm, tr I'm trying not to, man, but you know, as I'm putting muscle ah, back on. But, 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 stop before the butt. Stop before the butt. Come on. Well, I definitely have to skip that brisket uh, meatloaf thing. No, no, no. Oh, keep man. Calories. That's a lot of meatloaf. Man, that's keep high calorie. The other stuff. You keep, oh, no, keep it's not the, the calorie. Well, your body will be able to handle protein and fat a lot better than I'll be yes, able to yes. carbs. Yeah. Carbs. All right, no so I eat the brisket no meatloaf. Yeah, but, oh, but no cornbread or potato. Oh, I know, that hey, sucks. But yeah, I know, what, I know what to get rid of. Get rid of the whey protein and no sweet tea. Mm -hmm. I, I'm so I don't drink. I'm it. selling rich salt. Oh my god, <laughs> rich salt. Yeah. No, I don't. If I drink tea, it's unsweetened. I don't drink any soda or anything like that. I I don't put any sugar in my body that. Uh, that I that's unnecessary, you know, in drinks or anything like that. Forget it. Yeah, good. that's saintly. That's good. I yeah. guess I cancel your vote out. Go ahead. Do you yeah. drink alcohol, JP? You drink alcohol? Um, I think I've had one drink in the last three months. Wow, dude, you're yeah, you're so. 
I, I eat clean, man. I live a yeah, clean good. lifestyle. That's sober, dude. dude. We, we need to take you out, man. We need to- <laughs> yeah, I know. Come out here. I'll yeah, take oh, I'll take you to get brisket. No, no, you got to come up here. Yeah, come up here and we'll get Kirk. <laughs> we'll all go to We're, jail. <laughs> if I come up there, we're going for crab legs, right? Yeah, yeah. No, crab cakes, not crab legs. Crab and, legs and crab cakes. Yeah. No, go. they don't have crab leg legs here, buddy. That's Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We're just That's blue crabs. Just blue no, crab. I used to go. I where's the place I used to eat all you can eat uh, crab house. crab legs? Yeah, but that was from. Yeah, they brought it in from. Yeah, Chesapeake. Yeah, they're Bay from Alaska. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like told you that we'd all order the frog leg frog legs. One guy would order the all you can eat crabs. We're in high school, yep. and everybody yep. else orders the uh, the frog legs, and the waitress is rolling her eyes because she's like, you know, you guys ain't gonna eat them frog legs. You're gonna share the crabs, which we did anyway. But I was so charming that they let us do it. So we we're the love boys charming in public. That is true, Jim. Thank you. I've seen I've seen you in action at the Mennonite with many with many a waitress. Yes. Yes. Jim, Jim, did they make a meatloaf out of frog legs? You know, I don't know. <laughs> that would I've be never awful. had frog legs. I, I don't know. Oh, Tastes like fishy lunch. chicken. Oh. Tastes like fishy really? chicken. Yeah. Oh. Nothing special to I me, like you know. Yeah. Right, anyway. You, exhausted this pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was great. I always enjoy having Don, and he's got great information. He's one of us. He's a walking billboard for uh, for fitness and longevity and, and for his business. So uh, speaking of his business, um, if you're in or around the uh, Frederick, Maryland area, you can look up Barry, and that's B-E-R-R-Y, Chiropractic Center in Frederick, Maryland. And his website is barrychiropracticcenter.com. Um, and you're on Facebook, too. It's Barry yep. Cairo Center right on facebook so, yep. so if you want to start lifting or your back is uh screwed up or anything else give him a call and, and yep. he can uh, set you straight and get you in good shape well thank and then, you uh, of course we've got uh, marty's weekly column raw with marty gallagher at ironcompany.com you can find his latest article bench press wisdom of ed Cohn. that was an awesome uh, podcast we had with ed last week too it was good um, that you'll find up there. Um, so that's on the website now. Make sure to visit him on Instagram at the Marty Gallagher. And, I'm going to try uh, to get I'm going to try to get Ed to come back on, and we're going to do a a show where we just talk about Doug Furness. Oh, that'd be okay. great, man. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> I just had we ran across that video. Somebody sent me that video. Did you guys see that video? yeah you sent it to us yeah i sent it to you man it's incredible it shows doug is right on the way up first big meet in hawaii 940 squat i don't know 560 bench and 826 Mm -hmm. deadlift but just looking so incredible it's like man we got to talk about this guy he was so pivotal pivotal and so we'll get ed on because between the two of us we knew this guy pretty well Okay. Right. Well, I know as usual with Ed, we'll have plenty of content. So, right on. Um, Good. And then uh, don't forget about Stacy Gallagher's website, functional-strength.org, where uh, tons of information, articles, uh, 
different things of that matter. Go check that out. And then, of course, uh, for all your strength equipment, free weights, gym flooring, cardio equipment, everything, go to ironcompany.com. We'll help you out with anything you need from residential, commercial to, to government. And then, of course, there's uh, last but not least is Jim Steele articles. They can be found in our article section as well, right next door to Marty's. And uh, his latest article, Powerlifting Training and Competition, is up. And he's writing one right now. I think I, I uh, kind of touched on it earlier. It's your bodybuilding experience because you competed. You're a competitive bodybuilder and a competitive powerlifter or or were, I think you're, yeah. you're still a competitive bodybuilder to this yeah. day in your fifties, right? Well, yeah, I competed uh, just two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And yeah. you got, you got more coming up or are you done? Yeah, I don't know. If you talk about it, 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 I won't do it. If I ever tell yeah. anybody I'm going to do it, I won't do it. I don't know why. Okay. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea why. But, but. Um, and then we can go to your website at bossbarbell.com. That's B A S barbell.com yeah okay. yeah new column uh called dumb and sucky it's all about people are either <laughs> okay. dumb or they just suck and, and <laughs> what is it whoa, whoa 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 what is it about now that's a t-shirt it's it's about how people are either just dumb or yeah. they just suck or they're but or, okay. or both <laughs> okay. and i i used to say to my staff all the time at penn they would say well coach why did this the crew coach say this or lacrosse co-? I said, listen guys do you know how stupid they are they're oh, just wow. very dumb. At some point, you just got to say they don't get it because they're too stupid. And then we'll just move on from there. Once you know that they're stupid, then you just go from there. You know, so you were, you were just poisoned with hostility. Well, that yeah, that column I was. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. I liked writing it. I think I'm going to go read that one. Absolutely. It should have fire you up. My heart's beating real fast right now. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> All good right. As usual. Don, thank you again. Uh, thank, you, Don. thank you. Good talking, everybody. All right, buddy. Maryland. Represent right. you guys. Forever. Bye. All righty. See you. Bye.